Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Denise Hanks Lawrence, and welcome to Woman to Woman. That's Woman, the number two woman podcast. I'm your host, Denise Hanks Lawrence, and I'm excited that you've decided to join this journey with me towards wellness. Now, Woman to Woman space is created for women to be empowered, to be uplifted, to be encouraged. And so today I'm excited to introduce to you Zarena Rose. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Denise. It's such a pleasure to be here. So let's jump right into the book now because sin tastes good. And yeah. sin only means missing the mark. It's like admitting our weaknesses. And oftentimes, especially in Christian circles, we walk around just being like, here's the good I did and I'm so good and I'm perfect. But that's that same way I was before my brother died and no one could relate to me. No one could come to me with their problems and their struggles and the hard things of life that really lead them to knowing Christ anyway. Um, you know, sometimes it's those tough things, you need hope. Um, and if we seem perfect, which none of us are, so like, let's just stop. <laughs> right, right. And people can't come to us. They don't trust that we'll be gentle when they're in their weakest moments. You know, yeah, I think, I think, I think, um, it was my Angelo that says that, you know, um, something about having a story buried inside of you. What good is it? Mm -hmm. Right. So, and I'm just like paraphrasing what she's saying, but basically for me, that has become like the foundation of who I am and what I do. It's this transparency, the, mm -hmm. the being authentic and being real. And so that people can relate to you. The F, but I mean, just to be real, just to be transparent, mm -hmm. just to be authentic and share your story. And I think too often we, we live in this world where, okay, not everyone is ready to share. And I understand that because mm -hmm. it takes us time to get to that healing place. But once you are at that healing place and you are no longer bitter, but you're better, share. Mm -hmm. Because somebody is waiting for it. Somebody's deliverance is depending upon you being authentic and being real. Like you said, from that experience, the person was like, wait, now you're, now you're like human. When we open up about our hurts and our pains, that's when another person is able to glean the lessons we already learned from it. I actually, when my brother died, you know, he was 24, I was 27. And there was two people in my life, one who had lost her brother in a, my brother was lost in a motorcycle accident. Hers was in a skateboarding accident. And then uh, the guitar player at our church had lost his brother recently as well. And he, the, the guitar player at our church told me, the second year is the hardest. Mm. Just so you know, like the first year you go through, you're completely numb. Everybody's like trying to help and things. But by the second year, everyone's kind of forgotten and you're just starting to feel. So don't feel like you're going backward because the second year's hardest. And had I not had someone who opened up to me about their pain, in the beginning of my pain, I would have thought I was going crazy come the second year. Cause I'd be like, I'm supposed to be getting better, right? It's been a year, I should be healing. But really when it comes to the death of someone so, so close to you like that, I mean, he was my best friend in the whole world. Um, he was the person, you know, that person that you text any like silly thing that's on your mind and you'll never yeah. bother them. Yeah. He was that person for me. And, you know, then I go like pick up my phone to go text and I realize I can't. Right. And so the second year I started getting worse, but I knew at least, Hey, Mark said, it's going to get worse this year. So I'm not going crazy. I'm not, you know, not healing. This is just part of it. Yeah. Wow. So I know you talk earlier about you being, um, you know, teaching to the Russians and we know, I know, but my audience doesn't know yeah. that you speak multiple languages. <laughs> With varying levels of uh, fluency, but yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it depends how long I've been in the country. If I, 
like I was once fluent, like really fluent in Spanish, you know, but I lived in South America. So I was like, and then when I was in France, I could speak pretty well. And Russian, I've always been a bit like, my kids can speak to me and I'll know what they've said and I can answer. But then to form a new question, I've got to ask the translator. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love culture. I grew so I think I told you, I grew up three degrees yeah. north of the equator in Brunei. And so I literally went to school with, I think I'm, my brother and I might've been the only Americans there. And there was kids from Asia, Europe, all over the world in this international school. And so I, you know, and the thing that I loved about it, that's been such a culture shock coming to America, this super, you know, polarized country uh, was that we had all these different cultures and countries at our school and it was all celebrated. It was celebrated that your skin is a different color than my skin. And even your religion's a different religion than my religion. Like, what can I learn from you? And so we celebrated every difference. And then like, honestly, I think the trees outside don't say your leaves are red and mine are, are green and one's better than another. It's like, wow, we can go out and see this divert. God has created a kaleidoscope of nature and humanity and it should all be celebrated right i mean every color every size every accent it's just so beautiful i get i get like emotional just yes and that's what you need to learn as a culture right is to have depth with one another and yes. invest the time because people are worth it that's you know sometimes i talk to groups that work and work and work and work you know um to make a whole bunch of money and have no time for their relationships. And what are you making all this money for if you don't enjoy the people that yep. you're making money for, right? Absolutely. And so it's so important that we, we engage and we, we invest the time in one another. Oh, it's so, it's real, it's it's reality. It's, and that's what I love about this book. It's, it's real, it's practical. You can't judge others because if I don't have a problem with shopping, I can window shop all day and I'll be fine. I, I actually, um, when I was traveling, especially because I'd be in a small suitcase, if I liked something, I'd take a photo of it. And if I couldn't stop thinking about it all day, I might go back and get it, you know? So I would window shop, look around, you know, but most likely I wasn't going to get it. But I'm not a shopaholic. My stuff is other stuff, right? And so, uh, you know, I've never experienced alcoholism. so. For me, going to a bar, I, I really don't want more than one drink. It's not going to be a problem for me. Um, right. But, you know, uh, I deal more with pride and I deal more with, you know, um, critical spirit. So I might need to really check myself before I'm going to meet with a really close friend or family member that, you know, I might be holding them to an impossibly high standard. And so before I get together with that person, I might need to go through in my mind some of the things that they say that sometimes I'm like, well, why aren't you following through on that? Well, why aren't you doing this? You know, instead of, you know, kind of condemning them, I need to go in and say, I can have grace. And, you know, I can ask them a much more loving question than just why aren't you doing this thing? Um, and what can that be? And so that's my environment. It might be, it's actually closer people to me that I can tend to hold to an impossibly high standard. You know, it used, like I said, before I got divorced and went through all the stuff and actually became, uh, realized that I was human, <laughs> not became, I realized I was human. You know, I was the Christian who was up there like, I live a perfect life and you need to do things better. And you're probably not a Christian and not saved if you don't do it like this particular way. Right. Um, you know, and 
I wish I would have read this book, you know, 20 years ago. Right. And known that there was another way to, in fact, if you're representing Christ, like he was so peaceful and calm and non-judgmental. And, you know, like he met people where they were. If they were at the well, if they were about to be stoned, he met them there. Well, talk about that well now. You know that's my thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've had conversations about that. <laughs> yes, we could, we could do a whole podcast just on the woman at the well. <laughs> so that's exactly who he was. He was that kind of a, uh, he's always been that kind of a God, right? That, that, that Jesus that would meet us at our place. Mm-hmm. He didn't judge us for where we were, but he met us at our place. Right. And I think if we could take that on, and we say we, we want to be like Christ and we're supposed to be like Christ, right? But we tend to forget that. We yeah. tend to forget that. And I thank you for bringing that back to us where we're just going to have to do this, this deep thing, you know, internal search and just really like, you know, just shine the light on me, God, you know, yeah. create me a clean heart and mm-hmm. renew within me a right spirit, right? So that I may what, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's where we need to be. And I, I'm, I'm glad you did this. I'm glad you uh, went through. I know you must have been like, whoa, what a title. Um, let's have a <laughs> here. Uh, you sure this is a title you want me to put here? That's exactly. I was like, um, I don't think Christians will read this title. And it's like, sorry, that's the title. <laughs> All right, God, that's what you say. And, and it's funny because the title came first. The whole rest of the book came after the title. The time I sat down on my laptop, I just prayed like, okay, God, like, let this be what your people need to hear, not yeah. just me spewing my stories about, oh, yeah. check me out my life. Yeah. I know, I know the drill <laughs> from one author to the other. Uh-huh. Ooh, I wrestled with one title for four years and I'm like, <laughs> the one that we just talked about, and I'm like, yeah. are you sure this is what you're telling me? For four years, I've been asking you. It's been written, it's sitting there, but I'm like, I don't like the title you gave me. Like, this is gonna cause problems, right? (laughs) You know what? I think we're in a time, you know, you're called for such a time as this. Yes. You know, Denise, you're an Esther of our time. You are called for such a time as this. And at this time, there are people hurting and there are people who have had scars and there's disruption happening all over the place but necessary disruption. So much racial things going on in our society today. And there's disruption happening because it shouldn't be happening anymore. This was supposed to, should have never happened in the first place, but should have ended a long time ago. So people are standing up and saying, this needs to be disrupted. And same thing in our churches. If we still have Pharisees in our churches today, which we do, it needs to be brought to the light. And I'd say being Pharisee among Pharisees myself, you know, and prayerfully getting better, I wanna know, I wanna know if I'm being a Pharisee instead of the tax collector up on the hill in humility. You know, we don't want to see our own ugly parts. Yeah. And but sometimes we need to. Sometimes we need to be disrupted and see, like, it's not okay to keep judging people who come into church. It's not okay to, you know, not allow people to find their own path to Christ. Um, is that, you know, if, if we're all going to go to Dublin, Ireland, right? You're coming from the East Coast. I'm coming from the West. Maybe someone's coming from India. Someone's coming from Africa. We're all going to the same place. Come on. But our routes are going to look very different. Absolutely. Right? We might take planes. We may take trains, cars. You know, it's going to look different. And it's okay. You know, Jesus said, those who seek will find. Yes. And if you seek to affirm your own beliefs, you'll, you'll find it. But if you seek truth, you'll find that. And so if someone's seeking truth, 
we don't have to worry about them. Yeah. They will find the truth. And if we know who the truth is, we know that they'll find God. But we know that they'll find Christ. Absolutely. You know, Raina, all my guests that appear on my show, I always ask them to do one thing, which is to speak to the audience and to, in that way, give a call to action. I'd say for your own soul and those around you, the very best thing that you could do, go out somewhere, somewhere where you won't be disturbed. Allow God to come up and speak with you. And you have to get into quiet and not being disturbed to do that. And just see what he puts on your heart and then follow it. Again, just give us your uh, platforms that you're on. Again, so our listen audience and our viewers can actually follow you and be prepared and excited as I am for the book release and also to stay tuned for the PDF, the free product. Hey, who yeah, doesn't like freebie, right? <laughs> yeah, so the best place to get a hold of me is Instagram. I'm the soul nutritionist with the little underscores under the words. Um, you can also go to my website, www.reina-rose.com. But Instagram is probably the place I respond most quickly and you'll find out about when the book hits uh, for free and uh, when it comes out you can buy the hard copies as well send an email to w2wpodcastshow at gmail.com as well so again thank you so much oh, yeah thank you so much for having me it's been such a joy Again, ladies, thank you so much for listening to Women to Women. We provide to you content that is relatable and practical. And we thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, I'm your host, Denise Hinks-Lawrence. Bye now. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. God bless you.